Welcome to Chicago Tabernacle, a place of becoming. Wherever you find yourself, we pray that you would be encouraged today by God's word. Please join us now as we hear a message from Pastor Toledo. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Come on, put your hands together. He's worthy to be praised this morning. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, it's good to see everybody. It's great to be back. Great to be with you. Great to be in the presence of the Lord. Amen. Praise God. I'm, I want to uh, um, say happy Father's Day to all the fathers since I haven't been able to speak to you this service yet. And But I want to highlight one father in particular. Did he slip out? He was just sitting next to me. Where's Pastor Christian at? Pastor Christian, stand up. Come on. Come on, Marshall Ellsworth was just born. Amen. Now this is a name. Marshall Ellsworth Ballinger. Come on. Eight pounds, seven ounces. Heidi's doing great. Grandpa's here. Come on, stand up, Grandpa. It's Grandpa's day too. Come on. Amen. Praise the Lord. The Lord is so good. Amen. So excited. I was so, so blessed not only getting a picture of that little guy, that big guy. Uh, but I was so blessed because I got a picture of Christian holding his son. And I was, I was just, Chrissy and I, we were like blown away at the goodness of God. How many of you say God is good? Amen. And you know, in a lot of ways, that's what I want to talk to you about today um, because our God is a good God. He wants to bless our lives. He wants to, to continue to grow us. Yesterday, um, uh, you, you know, so much is going on. Yesterday, uh, Johnny and Carly got married and um, praised the Lord. And then Chrissy and I actually were at a graduation ceremony uh, at the University of Chicago because Pastor Jake graduated yesterday. He got his master's degree from the University of Chicago. Oh, snap. Come on, put up that picture. Come on, where's the picture? There it is. Where's Pastor Jake? Pastor Jake, stand up. Stand up, Pastor Jake. Come on, let's put our hands together. Amazing accomplishment. Woo. I was like, wow. Just walking on the campus was amazing there. And, you know, I was so inspired by being um, there yesterday. And I thought it was a powerful example of what God wants to do and what we need to believe God to do. Why did Pastor Jake, you know, Pastor Jake graduated, I believe, with a double major. Um, and, and now he just got his master's in humanity. You guys know Pastor Matt recently got his, his executive MBA at Northwestern. We got a couple of smart people around here. <laughs> and, um, but why? Why? I'm going to tell you why. It's because it's God's will for us to stay sharp. Everybody say, stay sharp. stay sharp. That's the title of the message today. The title of the message today is Stay Sharp. God's will is for us to continually grow and stay sharp. And I want to give you a couple of verses here. Um, in light of Father's Day, so this is a message for everyone, but this is a message for all of the, the dads, all of the guys the word of the Lord to you is stay sharp. So look at what the Bible says in Ecclesiastes 10. 10, it says, if 
the axe is dull and its edge unsharpened. More strength is needed, but skill will bring success. This is in the Bible. This is a verse in the Bible. Okay, and this is saying, this is saying that we are like an axe. It starts with the example of a physical, of an axe, of a tool, but it ends talking about skill, okay? An axe doesn't have skill. People have skills. And what God is trying to say is we can, we can grow, we can get sharper. It is his, it's to, to the Lord's uh, uh, glory that we bear much fruit. How do you bear fruit? You got to stay sharp. Here's another verse uh, um, out of Timothy. Do we have that? 1 Timothy 4, 7 says this. Train yourself to be godly. But watch this. Physical training is good. Physical training is good, but training for godliness is much better, promising benefits in this life and in the life to come. So part of what the Bible teaches is that in a whole, notice it doesn't say physical training is useless. It says physical training is good. Amen? Because holistically speaking, God wants us to grow. He wants us to stay sharp. Everyone say, stay sharp. sharp. Wherever you are, he wants you to stay sharp. And I just want to pray for just a moment that the Lord would speak to us. That he would speak to us. Because, man, when God looks down upon you, okay, he smiles. When God looks down upon you, he has a plan and he has a purpose. It's such, an, it's such an incredible thing. Chrissy was just talking about it. Such an incredible thing to know that even though we mess up, God never gives up on his people. How many would say amen and amen and amen? Come on, put your hands together. And so he wants us to be in this never-ending process of growing. He wants us to grow. He wants us to stay sharp. So let's pray. Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for this time that we could be together. Thank you for all the things that you're doing in us and through us and for us. And Lord, I thank you, Father, that you are taking your people from strength to strength and from glory to glory. And that doesn't end until we see you face to face. Bless this word. Let everyone be encouraged. Let everyone receive by your mighty power in the name of Jesus. And everyone said, amen Amen and amen. So we're going to be talking about staying sharp. and, And in a sense, it's important for us to be reminded of the fact that that this is a holistic thing. It's God's will for us to grow in a very holistic way. We're not just spirit. We're spirit, soul, body. We're relationships. We're people. We're, we're, there's something so complete about the plan of God for every single one of us. Amen? And let me say this as we start to unpack this. Since these verses are in the Bible... The Bible speaks to all of life. The Bible speaks to to every important facet of our being. Some people try to relegate the Bible into this category, but it really is the guidebook for all of life, and it speaks to all of life if you take the time to listen. And here, the Bible today is speaking to all of you and all of me. Every, every facet of who we are. And here's the thing that I would say. Because it comes from the Bible, okay, and we just finished a series on faith, just know that even becoming sharper for the glory of God is an act of faith. So we stay sharp. How do we get sharper? How do we grow? 
It's by faith. Okay, it's by faith. How many want to exercise some faith to get sharper and sharper for the glory of God? How many say amen? So this is something that we do, and there's so much incredible potential in us. Look at what Charles, I have two quotes here that I think are really powerful. You know the Peanuts guy, the guy who used to do the cartoons? Look at what he said. He said, life is like a 10-speed bike. Most of us have gears uh, we never use. God wants you to use all the gears, you see? God wants to grow you and expand you and take you uh, uh, into places and experiences that you never even dreamed, dreamt of, like, like exceedingly, abundantly more than we could ever ask or think. How many know our God is a God of the beyond? That's what he wants to do. He wants to take us beyond. And, and, and here's the key. Look what John Maxwell said. He said, change doesn't always have to be drastic to be effective but change is necessary to reach your capacity. Every little bit of positive change helps. And so here's what this means. It means that sharpening your life, it doesn't take long if it's done consistently. So one of the, I almost named this, I actually did a staff meeting where I talked to the staff about this. I almost named, titled today's message, The Power of 20 Minutes. Because you don't spend your whole day sharpening yourself. But you do, if you will consistently sharpen yourself, you'll be amazed at how much you grow and how much you develop. No matter where you find, no matter how old you are, no matter how old or young, or it doesn't matter where you find yourself today. Because the Holy Spirit promises to move us forward, strength to strength, glory to glory, Little by little wins the day. Inch by inch, life's a cinch. And so listen, everybody say 20 minutes. You can change your life in little, tiny, 20-minute increments. You know, I grew up trying to be, uh, uh, I wanted to become a, a professional baseball player. I worked out so much, and I, 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 I gave myself time hours of working out. But here's one of the things I learned early on. It's that you don't run eight or 10 miles. I got to the point in my life, I could run 10 miles like it was nothing. But you know how you start running 10 miles? By walking like a half a mile. By jogging for 20 minutes. And there's something that God has built into us as human beings that if you walk consistently for 20, you walk for 20 minutes, let me tell you something, tomorrow or in a few days, your body will grow, renew itself, it will regenerate, and then all of a sudden, you can do more than 20 minutes. It's what God has done to us. It's the way he created us. He created us to grow. He created us to change, and it happens in, everybody, 20 minutes. Pastor Simba gave me a book, once a big, thick, spiritual book, and he said to me, Al, this is such hard reading, but here's the way you read this book. Read it four or five pages at a time. If you read it four or five pages at a time, you will be amazed at all the things that you're going to learn. Everybody, it's just 20 minutes. Some cases, maybe 10 minutes, but little by little, inch by inch, life's a cinch. So look, this morning, I did, I have something called the stewardship map. A lot of you know about this. We teach, especially to all of our leaders, stewardship map. This morning, this is my map, and I, I have all of my different husband, father, student, preacher, staff, leadership, vision, project manager, urgent tasks, uh, 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 um, student, all of these things, but in my whole week, I have to plan for renewal, things that grow me, things that replenish me. So start a cooking menu, finish book, mental models, gym, read. I'm reading a new, I read my Bible, I'm reading a new book. It's called the Christian's Daily Challenge. 
plan out learning schedule. So these are not things I can do all day, but I can put a little bit of time every week toward it. Everyone's life looks differently. And here's why I put this up. The reason why I'm putting this up, and by the way, I have this right on my phone. I'm looking at this all the time. Here's why. You can take that down. Here's why. Okay. If you don't plan for those 20 minutes, you never put in the 20 minutes. But if you plan for the 20 minutes, guess what? You do have the time. That was a weak amen, guys. I do have an amen button now. Somebody gave me one. I'll bring it out. It's so cool. They had like four people go, amen, pastor. I'm like, yo, I like this button, you know. So what I prayed is that the Holy Spirit would be speaking to you in very specific, simple, practical ways. You read the Bible, you read in Ezekiel, you read in Revelation, that these all these incredible visions of Christ. And then sometimes the Bible speaks to you and it's super practical. It's about 20 minutes. Today it's about 20 minutes. So how do you sharpen specifically? First of all, we have to stay sharp physically. We love this one, don't we? <laughs> Stay sharp physically. It's important that we pay attention to our body because the body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says physical training is good. Okay? So how do you train yourself physically? Just put in five minutes, start with five minutes, move to 20 minutes. So look, I'm 52, I used to work out a lot, and I've been invited to the gym by all kinds of young bucks, and you know what I say? I say, mm, I can't make it. <laughs> but I do go to the gym, and I do my 25-minute grandpa workout, and I'm happy with it. Okay, I am a grandpa, so I don't try to, my, you know, if I went to the gym with my son, my son could do so much more and all this kind of stuff, and I'm like, I'm not trying to do that. I'm just trying to do what I can do, you see? It's not about competing. Don't compete with people, but take care of your body because your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. How many of say Amen. Look, I got a picture of you, some very intense guy. I think, look at that. That's Pastor Edgar on his Peloton. I told him, why did you put such a serious face on like that? Come on, man. Look at that, he's not even pedaling. And I told him I was gonna tease him. It's just teasing. 20 minutes. You know, it's so funny, we, Pastor Edgar and I, just, we're, we're always competing about our weight, and um, he's beating me by a lot right now, but we send each other our weight in the morning. We don't like send verses, we send weight. <laughs> verses come about 40 minutes later, but first thing, I won't, let's not get into numbers, let's move on. So, but the point is, is a little by little by little. I, I have to, today's Father's Day, but I got to tell you a story about my mother. And um, I always, I always, my earliest memories of physical renewal, I didn't really understand. I was a little boy, and my mother, who is like five foot two, stretching it, right? I mean, I could put my mom right under my, like, I mean, it's like this. She's just real little. But my mom, Actually, her mom passed away when she was like seven or eight years old. And by the time my mom was 10, she literally stayed home and she was the, the homemaker. So she worked a lot. She cooked at 10, 11. And I remember noticing that my mom had unusually strong arms. So my dad had big hands. And when he grabbed you, you're like, oh, snap. But it was the same with mom. When my mom grabbed you, you're like, oh, snap. She is strong. I mean, she had like, like elevator cable arms. 
So my mom used to be in the house all the time. I was a little, little boy, and my mom used to be doing these kicks in the house. I used to say, Mom, what are you doing? She's like, I'm, I'm doing my exercise, doing kicks in the house and all this kind of stuff. And I used to, like, I just couldn't figure it out. And you guys know I grew up in a pretty rough neighborhood, right? So there were muggings all the time in my neighborhood. And once my mom went shopping with two of her friends, and, um, and what the guys would do back then is the ladies would have their purses uh, on their shoulder or in their hands, and the guys would walk up real cool, and then they would grab the purse and snatch it away and run off. So that was very commonplace when I was growing up. So I remember hearing this story one day of my mom was with her friends. She was down on Fulton Street. I actually got mugged on Fulton Street once myself. Uh, and uh, so she's walking, and these guys walked up, a guy walked up behind her, and he grabbed her purse, it was right on her shoulder, and he snatched it. But see, he didn't know. <laughs> he was dealing with the Cuban ninja. <laughs> so she snatched it, he snatched it, and he thought it would just come off, but it was kind of like one of these deals. Snatch. So she went, clap, and she grabbed on. Then they went into a tug of war, back and forth and back and forth. And then my mom did like this. Bam! She laid him out. My mom became famous in the neighborhood after that. I don't know if that's a spiritual story, Lord, or... But then I never asked my mom again why she was doing those kicks in the house. <laughs> See, when you work out, when you, when you sharpen yourself at any level, there's something happening. You're getting stronger and you're getting prepared for the future. Okay, now I'm not advocating kicking people. <laughs> but everything that you do, remember, it should be by faith. You don't have to know what it is, but you need to wake up in the morning believing that God has more for you. So do a little today because God has more for you today and tomorrow. Can I get an amen? So we have to, we have to stay sharp physically. Then we have to stay sharp mentally. We have to stay sharp mentally. Okay, we have to... Take the time to grow our minds. This is a very, very important deal when you think about this. Listen to this quote. I think this is really powerful. The illiterate of the 21st century will not be those who cannot read and write, but those who cannot learn, unlearn, and relearn. Okay? Let's say these three words together. Ready? Learn unlearn and relearned. This is when you get old. Age doesn't make you old. When you lose the ability to learn, unlearn and relearn, that's when you get old. You see? And it's God's will. The people of God, we are supposed to walk with a holy curiosity. Not an unholy curiosity. An unholy curiosity will lead you to peer into the depths of darkness and sinful things. No, but there's a holy curiosity. There's a brightness in the mind of the believer that says, I want to learn. I want to discover all the things that God has done and, and different things because it doesn't matter. As long as you learn, learning is kind of cross-applicational. You, you could be doing one thing over here and it applies over there. So they're different things. So, so look, Pastor Jake uh, uh, um, just spent the last two years getting his degree. I was talking to Pastor Dave a number of months ago and just part of his renewal, he says, you know, I want to take up drawing again. I got to really get sharper in my drawing. And actually, he's been drawing with his son. His son is going to be an amazing artist. 
And uh, one day he said, hey, check this out. Look at what I drew. Check this out, guys. Look at what Pastor Dave drew. Oh, snap. See, I know him as Gandalf. But the other guys were saying, who are they saying? I know Ian McKellen, but who are everybody saying? Magneto. Anybody who know who Magneto is? I don't know who Magneto is. I'm a grandpa. I don't know about Magneto. But, but Pastor Dave drew that. How do, you, how, do you, how do you do that? You just start sketching. Little by little. There's so much to do. There are so many hidden talents inside of you. So many gears. All you have to do is apply 20 minutes of learning. Learning is a gift. Learning is a joy. Learning is an amazing process of discovery that we need to all take advantage of. Amen? Amen. Okay, a couple more. We need to stay sharp also emotionally. Stay sharp emotionally. We have to, we are whole people, and it's God's will that we would, would pay attention to all of who we are. Now it gets a little bit more intense, doesn't it? See, we, we uh, um, can run from our emotions, but, but our emotions are very important to God getting glory. Okay, everybody look at me. Our emotions are strategic for the Lord to get glory. But we have to sharpen our emotions. We have to stay sharp. And so here's what that means. Staying sharp emotionally means this. Emotional sharpness means that we are growing in our ability to, to deeply connect with people in our relationships and that we are addressing the issues that make us shut down. If they could send someone out. When you, when you sharpen your life emotionally, it means that you're growing in your ability to connect with people around you. Your relationships should be growing, not diminishing. Okay? Your relationship with the people closest to you, obviously beginning with your spouse, if you're married, okay, you want those, you want those, those relationships to grow. It's God's will. The God, when you think about the kingdom of God, you have to understand that fellowship was such a big part of being a Christian. And fellowship meant that people were connected together, that they did life together, that they have friends, and, and that they share life. It's, it's the will of God, but it means that we have to grow emotionally, you know. And it's something that you, you have to work at and you have to challenge yourself on a variety of, of different levels. Look, if you're married here, guys, here's a word to the dads. You're married and uh, um, you're like, man, I'm just not the, just not the most romantic guy in the world. <sighs> really quiet. <laughs> well, here's what I, what I can tell you from my own experience and just experience life in general. Women will appreciate even a corny, nerdy attempt at being romantic. Even it could be like such a dud and they'll like go like this. <laughs> but they give you points for trying. Am I right, ladies? You give them points for trying? <laughs> and so don't give up. Get the flowers, get the candy, write the note, write the poem. The sky is blue. I love you. I know. <laughs> you know, you won't get the Shakespeare Award for that one, but 
Little is much when God is in it. You know, you never know. You're right. The sky is blue. I love you. Your wife will be like, that's the sweetest thing ever. <laughs> Just never know how God could anoint those things. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the other thing is that everyone has things that make them shut down. Okay? Everyone, we have things, we have things, we have a new word I've heard as of late, we have triggers. And those triggers shut us down. When you have a trigger, you're, a trigger means that there's something in you emotionally that when something happens, it's a lot like a light switch. It's like on, off, okay? And, and this certain things trigger you on, off. But as Christians, as we grow emotionally, okay, and it's impossible to be spiritually mature. I should have had a quote. There's a quote that says, it's kind of impossible to be spiritually mature and emotionally, emotionally immature. That's deceptive because they're so connected and so... We're not supposed to be on-off people, and you have to figure out what shuts you down, what clothes, what makes you protect yourself, what makes you run from people, what, make, what pulls you away from important, intimate conversation, whatever that is. God wants you to grow. He wants you to get sharper, not duller. We have to, we have to stay sharp. We have to bring our hearts to God. And, and see, if, if, if you have triggers and you spend your whole life putting it on other people, then regardless of what the validity is of how the triggers got there, remember, then other people are in charge of your emotions. It's not God's will. God wants us to work it out with him. so that we can keep growing emotionally. God is able to help us by his mighty power. And let me tell you something. I believe that one of the keys to revival in the world, one of the keys to revival, especially in the city of Chicago, is that even though right, well, let me, no, let me just say this and then I'll, I'm going to backtrack a little bit. Even though there's this huge movement in our country and, and so valid, okay, because women have been so mistreated and so put down. But I believe one of the keys to revival is that men would become strong spiritually and emotionally, and they would take their place of leadership for the glory of God. How many would say amen? And so people have asked me, like, if I was in a pastoral context, people have asked me questions about this issue, and I've said many times, look, it is much easier to um, see a woman healed than see a man healed. Men have a tendency to be very rigid. Men have a tendency to show less pain, but hurt very, very deeply. They just don't show it because life teaches you not to show it. But if your pain has you in shutdown mode, everyone around you needs you to let the Lord grow you in that way. How many would say amen? How many believe that that presence, the king is here, the presence of Christ is here to deal with us that deeply? He's here to deal with us that deeply. And then obviously, there's the, the, uh, the last thing is that we have to stay sharp spiritually. Spiritual sharpness brings breakthrough. 
in all other areas. When you're growing your spiritual life, it kind of, it pierces through, see, interactions with God in the spirit, okay? They pierce through all of our interactions here on the earth. The most important area of growth for any person, but today we're going to say for any man, is that we have to keep growing spiritually. We have to stay sharp spiritually. Can I get an amen? All right, look at what, look at what the Bible says here on this, and we're about to close. The Bible says, train yourself to be what? Godly. Physical training is good. But training for godliness, everyone, is much better. Like so, and what that means is it's cool if you like going to the gym, but don't go to the gym before you go to the Holy Ghost gym. <laughs> Come on, somebody say amen. Yes. Spend time with Jesus. This promises benefits in this life and in the life to come. Meaning that when your spirit is right, you start to balance out between what matters now and what matters for eternity. You see? That doesn't happen any other way. If you don't train yourself to be godly, you lose that discernment and your, your weekly decisions start to change and break down. Look at what he also said to Timothy. For this reason, I remind you to, come on, read these words in the bold with me. Ready? Fan into flame the gift of God. What is he saying? He's saying get sharper. Let your spiritual gifts get sharper. Let them go from a little flame to a giant flame. How many would agree? We want men walking in the room and people saying, that man is on fire for the living God. Hallelujah. <laughs> Fan into flame the gift of God. Get sharper. Grow in the things of God. This is very, very important. Listen to this last quote, and then I'm going to, I want to take some time to pray. Theodore Kyler, this actually came out of this devotional book that I'm reading that you saw up there. Listen to this. He said, I have always observed that light readers and light thinkers make light Christians. And those who neglect their Bibles and their closets soon dwindle like dwarves. Having no depth of root, their religion withers away. So Here's what he's saying by this. He's saying that if you, if you know someone and you think, man, that person's spiritually deep or that person's spiritually song, uh, strong, don't say to yourself, well, they're strong because they're God's favorite and I'm not. Mm -mm. The Bible says, they that wait upon the Lord will what? They will renew their strength. Little by little, you can grow your roots in God. Little by little, you can, you can increase in the revelation of the word of God. Little by little, you can grow your spiritual discernment. Little by little, you will grow your understanding of the word of God and your decision-making capacity will be affected by the spirit of God. Little by little, you'll start to learn how to hear the voice of God. God speaks to people differently. You see, but when you, the more you spend time with God, the more you start to learn how God speaks to you so that in a, in a, in a given moment, you know, oh, the Holy Spirit has spoken to me. You know, that's not weird. That's New Testament. That's New Testament, Amen. He wants to speak to us. He wants to make us people that are really, really sharp for his glory. How many would agree that this is a, a good word to receive and put into practice? God wants us 
to stay sharp and to keep getting sharper and sharper and sharper for his glory. Come on, let's put our hands together. All right, we have a little time. We don't do this often. I want all the men to stand up. If, if you're open to it, stand up and come to the altar. We're going to pray together. Come on, brothers. Hallelujah. What are we praying today? We're praying, God, make us sharper for your glory. Make us sharper. As you come to the altar, okay, one of the very important things that we need to do is to say, Lord, I'm so thankful that I don't have to be Superman or perfect in your presence. Because how many know only Jesus is Superman, nobody else is Superman? So, so listen to me, listen to me. All you men, look at me. So many people need you. And if you have gotten to the place that says nobody needs you, you have bought into the devil's lie. You have been created in the image of God. There is a very, if I could say it this way, prophetic plan and purpose for your life. The reason why I say prophetic is because when I, when I mean prophetic, it, I, I mean it in this way. In the same way that the prophets of old would say, the Lord, the Spirit of the Lord plans to do this for His glory and His honor. Prophetic in that sense, I'm telling you right now, I'm declaring to you, the Spirit of the Lord has already planned for, for, hit, to, for you to be used in this way and in that way to bring Jesus glory. No matter where you find yourself today, how many would say amen? might say, but you don't understand where I've been. You don't understand what I've done. You don't remember when I walked away from Jesus. Before you were born, Jesus knew you were going to walk away, and he has the power to say, even though you walked away, I have a new day for you. My mercies are new every morning, and I have a great plan. I'm going to build off of right here and right now. So, so lift your hands to the Lord. Come on, lift your hands. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Ladies, stretch out your hand towards the front right now, towards all the men. Holy, there is no one like you. There is none beside you. Open up my eyes in wonder. Show me who you are in
Hallelujah. Now listen, I want to close in prayer, but I want to say something. I want to say something. All the brothers, look at me for a second. I know that we like practical things. It's just our nature. You know, just tell me what you think I should do. All right? Spiritual growth is little by little. Spiritual growth is the thing that Satan attacks in your life the most, and he loves to use shame. I've been, the Spirit has been reminding me, Satan is shaming my men. Who you, who you think you are, who you're trying to be, that's not you, and all of the lies, that's all from the devil. You don't even know the you that God is gonna make you. How many would say amen? Let me just say this. We're gonna pray and we're gonna close. So let me just say this, listen closely, okay? It's little by little. The thing I wanna recommend to you is give God a block of time every day. If you feel like all you have spiritually is 15 minutes, then give him 15 minutes. And, and look, don't worry about how you feel, don't worry how it goes, because whenever you learn a new skill, I mean, it's like, it's like I don't know about you, but, but drawing, you know, if you're not an artist, you're like, yeah, I can't even do a circle. But I'm telling you, 15 minutes a day, sooner or later, how many know you're gonna get a really nice circle? You see? So look, give God 15 minutes a day. Start today, don't wait till tomorrow. Start today. In the rest of your day, give God 15 minutes. I want to encourage you to do something. Read a couple of verses in the Bible or just one chapter in the Bible. If something jumps out at you when you're reading it, stop right there. If something doesn't jump out, just read the chapter and just think about it and meditate. My wife will say, all right, let's meditate, okay? The purpose is, is that you're opening up your heart and you're starting to grow the part of your spirit that, that taps into God's spirit. And you're opening up your heart and you're le allowing God to begin to, to start a school of the spirit. You're entering the school of the spirit. How many want to be in the school of the spirit? Amen. So look, it's 15 minutes today. Today. I'm telling you right now, God looks down from heaven as your father. And he sees one man saying, it's just me and you, God. Let me tell you, the minute you say it's just me and you, God, God says, God says, I can take care of the whole world, but right now it's me and my son. It's me and my son, it's me and my son. Draw near to God and what? God will draw near to you. And look, here's the last thing. Sometimes you're gonna grow in this. Sometimes when you meet with God, He's gonna teach you two things about prayer. I heard someone say this the other day. Sometimes you're just talking to your father and then as you grow, okay, you're not just talking to your father. Sometimes you're talking to your father and then sometimes God wants you to stand up and plead a case before your king. So you start praying for someone and now you're, 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 like, you're like pleading the case before the king and you're saying, you're the king, you're the authority. I need you to reach out and touch my son. I need you to reach out and touch my daughter. I need you to break through for my family. I need you to do this. I need you to do that, Lord. You're the king, you're my king and I stand before my king. God is gonna teach you. How many believe the Holy Spirit is gonna teach you? Hallelujah. Put your hand on your heart. Hallelujah. Come on now, just open your heart to the Lord. God, make us sharper for your glory. Make us sharper, make us sharper, God. Come on, talk to him. Invite God to make you sharper in every way. God, make us sharper for your glory. We begin by lifting up every man at this altar, God. Make us sharper, God. God, we pray for all of the ladies. Make them sharper for your glory, oh God. Raise up the people of God and make us sharper. Take us from glory to glory and from strength to strength, oh God. Lord, make us, oh God, more like you today, Lord God, so that we can bring you more glory tomorrow, oh God. And make 
more like you tomorrow so that we can bring you more glory the next day, oh God. So Father, I thank you for the special, wonderful things that you're gonna do in all of my brothers, God. Thank you for your hand. God, I place my hand on this brother's life and I ask that you would place your hand on every man at this altar. Put your hand upon them by your mighty power, oh God. Start the school of the spirit and the school of life that brings you glory. Do it, oh God. And Lord, I thank you that you're gonna shock all of us as we grow and bring you glory and honor and praise in the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone said, amen. Come on, let's put our hands together and bless the Lord.